Welcome to the Hong Kong on Screen podcast, brought to you by Hong Kong on Screen, a Los Angeles-based nonprofit organization promoting films and culture of Hong Kong. Hi, everybody! Welcome to this podcast episode of Hong Kong on Screen.、Uh, my name is Lindy Leong. I'm one of the、uh, collective members,、uh, and today we we have the great privilege of welcoming、uh, a friend <laughs> of Hong Kong cinema and a friend of mine,、uh, Patrick Lowry, who's from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, who recently programmed a wonderful, long overdue retrospective on、uh, Hong Kong action cinema. Icon Samuel Hung at the Academy Museum.、Uh, it's called From Stuntman to Star, and he's here to talk to us about、um, this ongoing film series there. So, welcome, Patrick. Hi, Lindy. Thanks so much for having me.、Uh, you're most welcome.、Uh, we we know each other for a while. We were we're both like I think card carrying cinephiles here in Los Angeles. Yes, Los and, Angeles movie lovers. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I was very delighted to to see you just just recently reconnected、uh, post pandemic. At the Hong Kong On Screen Film Festival, which、uh, we, you know, which we、uh, hosted just in、uh, April twenty eighth to the thirtieth over at the Starlight Whittier Cinemas,、um, we had programmed a twentieth、um, anniversary tribute to Hong Kong stars、um, Leslie Chong and, and Anita Mui, and you, you were you were one of the people I knew who attended. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,、um, uh, it was such a lovely、uh, surprise to run into you there. I wasn't expecting to to see you there, but、uh, you know, a colleague、mm-hmm. of mine at the museum when I started had asked me.、Uh, you know, we were talking about Hong Kong films, and he had asked me if I was aware of Hong Kong on screen, and, and I wasn't. And so、uh, I found、uh, the the Twitter page and everything, and started following. And、uh, yeah, you know, I, I would notice the posts about different screenings around town, and when I saw you guys were doing your very first.、Um, Film festival of your own,、uh, you know, and it was、uh, local, you know, here in Whittier.、Uh, I was like, oh, I've got to make sure I make it over there. And yeah, I was excited to see Rouge,、um, you know, a fan of Anita Mui, and I had never seen that film before.、Uh, I knew it had gotten a, a recent restoration, and、um, I have to admit, I was unfamiliar with Patrick Tam's Nomad. But when I mentioned it to a buddy of mine, he was like, you have to go see that movie. You have to see it. And、uh, so yeah, I made sure that I, I made it out there and was. Very surprised to to run into you there, and then happily surprised. <laughs> so so glad we got yeah, to reconnect. No, absolutely, I really appreciated you coming over and like,、um, yeah, just kind of patronizing the、uh, the screenings and kind of like、um, telling friends about it. Hopefully,、um, because we are, as I, I've mentioned, our organizations,、uh, Hong Kong on Screen is a very new entity. It's really. Trying to find its identity right now as an organization that serves, hopes to serve the Hong Kong diaspora here,、uh, in 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 the greater LA area and beyond through arts and culture. So、uh, when you told me about、uh, Samuel's retrospective at, at the Academy Museum, I was like, wow, that's amazing! And just in time for Asian Asian American Pacific Heritage Month this year. So、um, yay! <laughs> so one of the first thing I want to ask you is a little bit about.、Um, You know the origin of the retrospective, and namely maybe how not only your involvement but also the academy's、um, involvement in、uh, putting together this retrospective. Yeah.、Um, yeah. So yeah,、uh, I work at the、uh, Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, and、uh, you know the museum, a relatively new institution.、Uh, we are fulfilling a long-held dream of the Academy Muse-、uh, excuse me, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh, to create the premier institution devoted to movies and movie making,、uh, 
um, you know, through our exhibitions, installations, screenings, programs, and publications, we offer an expansive range of storytelling uh, from all branches of the Academy. And we're committed to presenting uh, a diverse exploration of film history. And so when I started at the museum working in the, the film program department, uh, the director of the department at the time was asking me about some of my passions in, in film. And uh, very quickly, Hong Kong cinema came up uh, and he was like, oh, you know, we haven't done a focus on Hong Kong cinema yet. Uh, you know, would you uh, like to, you know, come up with some ideas and uh, pitch some uh, series for me? And so uh, I came back and, you know, we had been discussing different uh, series ideas that I had, uh, but he said, you know, again, yeah, yeah, well, oh, you know, uh, what are you thinking about for something focusing on Hong Kong films? And uh, I had recently looked through the Academy Archives collection of film prints to see what uh, we might have access to and put together a different list. Um, and I said, well, you know, to be honest, uh, my dream would be to do a tribute to Sammo Hung. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm not really familiar. You know, that's a name that I've heard of, but can you tell me more about him? And uh, as soon as I started talking about his history, uh, he was just like, oh my God, this sounds great. We've got to do this, we've got to do this. Um, you know, can you look into, if the rights are available for licensing here in the US, you know, who still controls the rights and are there prints available? If no prints available, are there decent digital versions of any of these films? Uh, and so, you know, I just excitedly started uh, reaching out to any and everybody that I could. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I had heard that um, Golden Harvest, uh, a lot of the movies that they had produced in Hong Kong in the eighties, that a lot of those rights uh, were in the hands of different companies here in the US. And so I started reaching out to uh, different companies here, but unfortunately I was uh, a few years too late and those rights, uh, uh, most of those rights had reverted back to um, Fortune Star and uh, other companies like May Ah in Hong Kong. Um, you know, th there were a handful of titles that Warner Brothers still hold the, uh, the rights to. Um, and some of those were uh, Sammo Hung titles. So that was very helpful that they're local and we deal with them a lot. We already had an established relationship with them. Um, and so I started looking at their list to see what would fit the, the series. And um, yeah, uh, you know, at first we had a little difficulty um, getting in contact with uh, some of the companies in Hong Kong, um, Fortune Star, May Ah, uh, Celestial, you know, who does um, the Shaw Brothers films and whatnot. But, um, but we um, were put in contact with the Hong Kong Trade Development Council. And uh, Tiffany Wong over there uh, was very, very helpful. And she got us um, in communication with these uh, companies, and uh, we started, you know, working out uh, deals. You know, finding out what they what they had available, what they had good quality versions of, um, and uh, yeah. Um, then basically, I, I just kind of put together my dream list of what I personally thought would be, uh, you know, a great way to to show different um, aspects of his career. Because I mean, he's uh, such mm -hmm. a prolific filmmaker, uh, not only a star, but directed several films, uh, did the action choreography for countless films, uh, was the uh, head of several different production studios, uh, was producer on numerous films. Uh, and so we really wanted to show his wide um, range uh, as a filmmaker and, uh, you know, include films that he starred in and directed, films that he just directed, films that he just starred in, um, films that he just produced, uh, because he, even the ones that he produced, uh, you know, it's uh, pretty obvious that they have Samo's uh, stamp uh, on them and it's, uh, you know, made with uh, under his watchful eye and, uh, you know, um, following his jovial spirit and whatnot. <laughs> 
so obviously this 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 series could not have materialized without your own personal fandom of Samuel and your own personal kind of like love of him as um, this kind of like multifaceted performer and artist. Uh, not only is a, you know, uh, you know, coming from a background of being a stunt uh, performer to kind of like working his way in different roles in the industry uh, as an action martial arts action director and like and eventually becoming um like his own like um director uh and director of other of his colleagues films uh, and being a kind of like a, a a collaborator within the industry itself like um him kind of giving starts to a lot of uh giving career professional yep. uh, opportunities to a lot of his contemporaries peers um i think that's reflected in some of the films you selected in in the series where you know they're featured um either in front camera or back in the back uh, behind the scenes um so like yeah you meant yeah besides your personal love of his um work overall work but like just himself uh, him as this kind of major figure of the hong kong new wave movement uh specifically you know like uh, of the 70s and 80s going into the 90s and uh, and uh, him being synonymous um with a hong kong action cinema uh for the longest time even even today people think of some of these films um that you've programmed you've included in in the retrospective as um like seminal uh hong kong action film um and I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about you know what makes samuel so unique among his peers <laughs> Um, you know? well, yeah, uh, I mean, um, my first introduction to, uh, I guess, Hong Kong cinema, or, you know, when I was young, I, I had seen uh, at least pieces, if not all, of Enter the Dragon. Um, but I have to admit, when I was young, that didn't leave much of an impression on me. But when I was a young teen, um, a classmate of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, his mother was a film professor at USC. And uh, Rumble in the Bronx was released here in the US. and she was took us to it and was like you guys are gonna love this movie i've seen jackie chan's films at film festivals before and this is just mm -hmm. gonna blow you away and uh she was not wrong <laughs> uh literally after we saw that we were just like oh my gosh what is going on here you know why are not all movies like this you know this is the coolest thing i've ever seen and uh tried to seek out more movies like that um unfortunately not many of them were readily available here in the US on home video, um, but we did find uh, a videotape called The Deadliest Art, which uh, I think was released in the UK, uh, just called The Best of Martial Arts. And it's basically a compilation film that Golden Harvest had put out uh, featuring highlights of a lot of great uh, martial arts films and focusing on their stars, um, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, uh, Samuel Hung, UNBO. And um, so, as the narrator would talk over these clips, we were just trying our best to remember the titles of all these films. And anytime, you know, a certain scene would come on, we're like, oh my God, wait, what was that movie? How can we find that movie? We've got to, um, and that was my first exposure to uh, Samo, uh, the first footage of him that I ever saw. Uh, and he is just so immediately captivating, just the moment he was on screen, just, uh, I, I don't know, nobody looks like him, nobody moves like him, nobody, uh, is as silly as him while doing these amazing action stunts. You know, I, I just feel like growing up uh, here in the US, every action star was just, had to be so perfect and so tough and nothing could uh, get in their way and, you know, nothing would get them flummoxed. <laughs> and 
Samo is just mm-hmm. constantly flummoxed and bumbling <laughs> while doing these amazingly executed acrobatic sequences and and showing off this incredible um, acrobatic prowess. Um, and uh, it, it was just, uh, I don't know, uh, delightful in, in a way that I hadn't <laughs> experienced before. Um, before and, um... you know, um, over the years when I would talk about those types of films and, and Samo would come up, people would either mm-hmm. immediately, you know, oh my God, Sam was one of my favorites, you know, or, oh wait, I'm not familiar, what, what's the deal? And then I would watch a movie with them. And as soon as it was done, they were just like, how have I not heard of this person before? Oh my gosh. And, you know, I feel like of, of all the people, of all the filmmakers that I've tried to introduce other friends to, Samo is just the most consistent <laughs> in that he doesn't let people down. Uh, you know, his movies just always deliver. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to, to share that love. Uh, you know, um, it, like you said, uh, you know, he was big in the '70s and '80s, especially in Hong Kong into the '90s. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, when we had the the bit of the Hong Kong wave here in the '90s, when Jackie Chan was getting popular and whatnot, uh, we were lucky enough to have Sam Starr in a TV series here. Uh, I think it started in 1998, uh, Martial Law, um, and. Uh, you know, it's just a shame that um, I feel like modern audiences, uh, you know, are, are we don't have the easy access to him that, that I did uh, because of that wave that was going on. You know, uh, Fox put out a couple of DVDs of some of his classic titles of that time, but uh, mm-hmm. I feel like he hasn't really gotten that treatment on Blu-ray quite yet, at least here in the U.S. I've noticed in the U.K. several great titles of his are being released, but um, I'm hoping that you know, he'll get the same attention here in the U.S. and old fans can see really, really clean, good quality versions of his movies. Um, and also, you know, a new uh, crop of fans can can uh, learn about these great films. Yeah, I think having this retrospective will definitely, I think, hopefully re- reignite and also bring into greater prominence to the mainstream his, his, his multifaceted career and his output. And just, you know, not only for generations who grew up with him, you know, um, on screen, uh, like myself, I, I, as I told you at our, at the first opening night of the retrospective, um, uh, I probably have seen a whole bunch of these films in the retrospective when I was a child on bootleg, very bad VHS <laughs> with very bad subtitles or maybe no subtitles as a kid, uh, growing up in a Cantonese household myself. Um, but it was really a delight to see it in a, with an audience on the big screen in like, you know, the best quality prints available. And, um, and yeah, so. I mean, I have to admit that that opening weekend, uh, you know, when we were playing uh, Project A, uh, that was one of the, the early um, Jackie Chan's movies that I found, you know, one of his classic films that I was able to find here uh, on home video and uh, watched it. Um, and, you know, Samo is so great in that and UMBO has so much fun action in it. Um, but since that was one of the early ones and I've seen it so many times since then and still love it to this day, this was my first time getting to appreciate it with, uh, you know, a full audience and hearing everybody laughing and reacting at the same moments that I've just enjoyed so many times over the years. And it was really a moving experience, uh, you know, getting to enjoy it with that many people. Yeah, I definitely sensed the the love in the in the in the room for him and for like what what and the delight the delight and joy that people experience watching him on screen uh, that evening. So yeah, I, I imagine that's the case for every evening of this retrospective that's running throughout uh, the month of May here. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's fabulous. Um, can you talk a little bit also about the the films that you ultimately selected for the series? And um, like, yeah, like just some background about why these films were selected and, and so forth. Yeah, of course. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, like I said earlier, you know, I was hoping to show different um, aspects of uh, Samo's long running career. Um, I mean, speaking of long running career, we're having trouble getting um, some interviews done with him currently because he's actively uh, shooting a new movie right now. Um, you know, the, the, the guy mm -hmm. doesn't stop. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to start off with two films that I felt like just were really, really pure Sammo Hung. Um, and so I wanted them to be films that he directed and starred in. Um, I was really hoping to open the series with the screening of Pedicab Driver. Um, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, we were not able to find a Cantonese print of that film. Uh, and there was no digital version even that would be uh, worth screening. And uh, uh, we were, were finally able to track down a print, but it was an English dubbed print. And so, um, I, like I said, I was hoping to open the series with that film, but I didn't want to have the very first film be a film where you weren't hearing Samo's voice. Um, and so, uh, we had that be the second film of the opening night double feature, and we opened with Millionaire's Express, which uh, I think is just a great example of his work. Um, and, and as you mentioned, um, you know, his importance in the industry, because how many careers that he launched and how many people that he just worked with uh, for numerous years. And Millionaire's Express is a great example of that. Um, you know, he's got so many people that he worked with regularly, uh, Corey Yuen's in there. Um, Wa Yuan, Eric Song, Yuan Bio is the um, co-lead of the film. Uh, and uh, then there's just tons of cameos from, uh, you know, classic um, Hong Kong actors and different contemporaries that he had worked with over the years. And uh, it's just so fun uh, and funny. And then the last third of it just has so much great action and, you know, really shows off his great action choreography and, and his ability as well. Um, and so then, yeah, we followed that up with Pedicab Driver, which uh, again, I feel like is just a, a great, great, great example of his work. Um, and that one has even more scenes where you can see his actual um, acrobatic prowess and his uh, martial arts skills. And he has a, a great one-on-one -on -one fight scene with Lau Kar Lung uh, that is, I mean, that scene alone is worth the price of admission, but uh, there's just so many other great moments, really touching sweet moments, really funny moments. Um, he has a great, great, great fight with Billy Chow at the end of the film. Uh, and, uh, but then, you know, uh, Samo being Samo and, uh, you know, this being a film from Hong Kong, uh, you know, at the same time, it's fun, lighthearted, got all that great stuff, uh, but it's got mm -hmm. like a real uh, powerful story behind it. And, you know, there's like some pretty heavy drama and some uh, pretty rough moments as well. And, uh, you know, Samo doesn't uh, pull any punches, uh, as I said, uh, during the intro to the film and, uh, you know, kind of let, lets it uh, play as it is, um, you know, and doesn't shy away from some of the, the harsh realities of the lives of the characters in the film. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, the, some of the, the, the characters and their, uh, I think the depiction of that social reality that they live in and kind of um, depicts and shows kind of Samuel's kind of every man appeal, I think, uh -huh. um, in his, in its, in its best light. Um, and, um, and the, 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 the comedic chops that he has, um, developed and continue to convey in each film he's, he's in. Um, I think that's a, a big part of his charisma on screen is, is that kind of, you know, being this fierce 
martial artist and performer and skilled in that technically in that way uh physically but also just being a great uh comic on screen yeah. um in a way that I, I think of like chaplin was in some yeah, way definitely. the physicality that he possesses in this like as, as you put it in the program notes kind of very kind of like uh, unconventional portly frame <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. He, he he doesn't have a frame like bruce lee he's like kind of like like very every man and um i think very um I, I think we can all relate to someone like him to some degree yeah. uh that vulnerability but yet fierceness uh <laughs> as well <laughs> um yeah the moment yeah me and eric express was just like i i mentioned to you it was, i felt like everything in the kitchen sink was thrown at it and it was just it was just maximalist filmmaking at his best <laughs> like or in, in, it's just kind of highly enjoyable in that sense yeah, um yeah. and pedicab driver a classic um but other films you've played yeah. of you also that screen because we're halfway through the series now yeah, well, so uh, um, that weekend we rounded out with uh, the three movies that he did starring uh, the three dragons you know him umbo and jackie chan so uh, we did project a as i mentioned and then followed that with a double feature of um wheels on meals and dragons forever and um you know it's interesting uh, it seems like a lot of people that I've spoken to uh, who aren't super familiar with Hong Kong cinema, but, um, you know, know the Bruce Lee films and the Jackie Chan films, uh, mm -hmm. it seems like Dragons Forever or Wheels on Meals were kind of like their only awareness of uh, Samo. You know, those seem to be the ones that were the most uh, widely known. Um, and uh, I was excited to, to play those because those were ones that uh, I grew up with and, you know, uh, had seen early on and really uh, had a strong connection with and uh, yeah those brought a great audience and people were, were very excited to see those on the big screen <clears throat> and then that weekend we ended out with um, Painted Faces which is mm -hmm. uh, the uh, biographical film that he uh, stars in where he's playing um, Yu Jim Yuen his uh, his master that he trained with at the China Drama Academy when he was in the Peking Opera Troupe the Seven Little Fortunes uh, and so um, I felt that, that was important because not only did it uh, show the story of how he, um, you know, came about and started uh, not only in acrobatics, but then eventually went into the film industry, but uh, it's just a great performance by him. And uh, he was actually uh, won the, um, I guess it was his second Best Actor Award that he won for that film at the Hong Kong Film Awards. And that film was also um, Hong Kong's submission for the Academy Awards that year. They, they put it forward as their um, potential uh, nominee for, um, you know, best foreign language film. Uh, it didn't end up getting nominated, but that was the one that they had submitted that year. And um, and throughout, you you already mentioned the whole uh, process, the behind the scene process of sourcing prints and like, and uh, the the best quality prints for for the series. Um, and some of these films, like as you mentioned, are are playing in um, film film format, thirty five millimeter when possible, and others are playing pay, playing digitally in a DCP. Uh, which is the standard today. Uh, what were some of the, yeah, what were some of the, just because I'm also, um, uh, besides being a film media educator and and, um, <laughs> and a programmer, I'm also an archivist as well. So I'm very curious about like uh, old films and preservation efforts uh, uh, that have um, hopefully helped restore and keep them, uh, these films alive for an audience to consume on the big screen. Um, just all these films that you've 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 been vetting for the series, like what were some challenges of working around finding the best prints? I mean, that applied to the films that have screened and also maybe the ones that are forthcoming in the series. Sure. Uh, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
one, uh, as I mentioned, uh, pedicab driver, I was really hoping to play in its original Cantonese language. Um, and we did at one point get our hands on a print that was uh, the Cantonese version and had English subtitles and Chinese subtitles. <laughs> um, but the, uh, it had not been kept in good condition. Uh, pretty much all the color had faded away. It looked like just pretty much bright magenta mm -hmm. on screen. Um, the, the print was really, really warped and uh, you could barely hold focus for more than a few moments before it would go out of focus and you'd have to adjust again. <clears throat> Um, and then on top of that, uh, at some point, um, a distributor, you could like physically embossed that, you know, you could feel on the film print, uh, another set of subtitles. There was Korean subtitles that they had done as mm -hmm. side titles on the top right portion of the print. And at times it would literally just completely cover up the full right side of the, the image. And so there would be characters speaking. But if they were positioned on the right side of the frame, their entire face would just be covered in text and you couldn't see their mouth moving or anything. Uh, and so as, as much as I was hoping to play that in uh, original Cantonese, since that was the only option to do it, uh, I didn't feel that that would be uh, a worthwhile presentation. Um, and you know, there were a couple films that I, I was hoping to play, for instance, um, his early film, Enter the Fat Dragon, um, one of the first films he directed and starred in. Um, that one we were having trouble finding any content for and beyond that um, the rights were with park circus but the the rights had expired and we were unable mm -hmm. to get in contact with um, anybody who currently holds rights we just could not track down the rights holder every lead that we followed just went to a dead end um, you know we eventually did find a, a film print uh, that was available for that from a from a private uh, collector but um, at that point, we still hadn't figured out the, the rights issues with it. And we had so many other things already moving forward at that point that, you know, uh, we, we just had to unfortunately let, let that one uh, fall, fall by the side. <clears throat> um, but then, yeah, when we were speaking with uh, Fortune Star, unfortunately, uh, they've uh, seemingly done a great job with uh, doing digital restorations of a lot of their uh, mm -hmm. key titles. So they had um, a few titles that were already ready as DCPs, um, a few as um, HD files that we were able to create DCPs from. Um, and when I was speaking with uh, May Ah, they are the rights holders for um, Odd Couple and Skinny Tiger and Fatty Dragon. I let them know that um, we know a collector in town who had a print of Skinny Tiger and Fatty Dragon, um, but we're asking if they had any material for Odd Couple. Uh, they let us know, unfortunately, the only print they had of Odd Couple was not going to be screenable. And um, but uh, you know, luckily they were in the process of completing uh, restorations of both films and said that they were going to have DCPs uh, ready just in time for our series. And so uh, you know, I, I just jumped at the opportunity to. Um, you know, get those new restorations uh, and, you know, have those be part of the series because those were key titles that I felt we should include regardless. But, um, you know, the fact that we're able to play these brand new restorations is, is just really awesome. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I feel like just gleaning over the list of films that you've included in the retrospective, I just like, uh, I don't know if I um, have seen many of them on the big screen. I mean, they were all like, um, again, on VHS bootlegs back in the day um, uh, when I was a kid. And like, I think a lot of them have been circulated in that way for many, and whether on VHS or, um, you know, VCD, uh -huh. oh, yeah. uh, we remember those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah. And what, yeah. And then I don't even know, and, and you probably can talk a little bit more, definitely more about it. Like, like the status of his films that are available now on home video or even on streaming. And like, I feel like many of the films that you included are like, like not to be missed because they are very difficult to watch on the big screen till now. Um, yeah. And maybe in one place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's so. not only is it super rare to see these uh, on the big screen uh, here in the US, but uh, yeah, like you're saying, a lot of these movies are difficult to track down at all. Um, you know, there are a handful of them that you can, uh, I think, rent to stream on, on Amazon and stuff. But uh, but the large majority of them have not had uh, home video releases here since maybe like a Tai Seng VHS, uh, you know, back in the late 80s or early 90s, you know, and th those were only made in small quantities and only put in video stores in, you know, the Chinatowns of major cities across the U.S. You know, those weren't even hitting all the um, Virgin megastores or, you know, all the Sam Goodies or wherever you were shopping at as a teen. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you. This is a wonderful background on, on, the, on the films and the series. Um, I guess maybe we can go a little granular and talk a little bit, maybe some key highlights for you, maybe some of the like significance of the, of each film to, to, to Samuel's career. And I think you talked about that, but to Hong Kong cinema and, um, and, and, you know, maybe it could be very personal, but you, you feel like these films are like that were curated by you um, to like, why, uh, as a group, how do they stand to kind of like um, show this kind of Samuel in in his this multifaceted light? Um, you know, as as a as a stunt coordinator, an actor, producer, director, um, as um, an an industry titan of his day. Um, yeah, some things about you know highlights of significance of each film. Uh, yeah, to you. Or, or I feel like I, I covered, um, you know, the films that we've already uh, screened, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, coming up uh, this Friday on the 19th, um, we're screening Eastern Condors, which uh, I have to admit, uh, several people when uh, I sent out my list or, you know, let them know what we were, we were going to be screening, were just like, oh, great, Eastern Condors is my favorite. <laughs> and uh, I, I really love that one. I will say it's a little bit of an outlier um, in Samuel's movies because it has less of the comedy than he's known for. This one's a little bit more uh, serious and um, straightforward. Uh, it's basically a Vietnam War film, uh, but then you know, obviously mm -hmm. has some great martial arts in it as well. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we're screening that one. And again, I thought it was important because uh, it shows a different side of Samo and that he doesn't only do, uh, you know, silly slapstick stuff. Um, this is a film that he specifically really slimmed down for and uh, is kind of not uh, in his signature larger than life uh, persona. And um, it's also a film that he worked on with uh, Joyce Cadenzi, um, who he later ended up uh, marrying. Um, and uh, I thought it was fun. It would be fun to have uh, one of their collaborations uh, early in the series. And then on Saturday, May 20th, uh, we're doing the double feature of Odd Couple with um, Skinny Tiger and Fatty Dragon. And those are both films directed by Lau Kar Wing, uh, who is the younger brother of Lau Kar Lung, who I mentioned earlier, but Lau Kar Wing <laughs> and Sammo worked together uh, for many, many, many years. And I felt like this would be a great pairing uh, because Sammo um, stars in both films. Lau Kar Wing is the co-star of both films. Uh, Karl Maka uh, is in both of these films as well, mm -hmm. who worked with Sammo quite a bit. <laughs> and um, 
you know, the first film uh, is from the late 70s and uh, the second film is from 1990. And uh, I just thought it was a great way to show their long running collaboration. And, you know, Odd Couple is a uh, very, very silly uh, early um, Kung Fu comedy. Um, you know, it's just a, a great example of uh, the, the very um, kind of broad slapstick uh, comedies that, the, that they were doing in, in the early uh, comedy martial arts films. And, uh, and then, yeah, Skinny Tiger or Fatty Dragon is one that I actually um, hadn't seen until just a few years ago. And it is just so fun. Uh, Samo's banter with Karl Maka throughout the film, uh, the, the brutal fights, um, the, the scene with all the bank robbers who are wearing Sesame Street character masks. Uh, <laughs> there's just so much fun stuff going on. Um, and uh, yeah, I just thought that that was a great way of showing his uh, long running collaboration with Lau Kar Wing and, you know, showing uh, different films from the different eras that they continue to, to work together. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, the, the following uh, Friday after that, May 26th, we're doing a double feature of movies that he just produced. Um, well, yeah, you know, knowing Samo, mm -hmm. uh, never one to shy away from the camera. Uh, he does have uh, a minor role in one film and a very, very brief cameo, literally a like blink and you'll miss it uh, cameo in License to Steal. <laughs> but um, those films both star Joyce Goodenzi, who I mentioned uh, was someone that he worked mm -hmm. with and later married. And, um, you know, the first one, She Shoots Straight, is directed by Corey Yuan, um, who uh, also trained at the uh, China, Drama, uh, excuse me, China Drama Academy with Samo as a youngster. And, um, you know, just a long, long collaborator, excuse me, long time collaborator with Samo. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that movie is just really, really fun. Uh, I think Joyce is a great female lead. Um, there's lots of great, uh, strong female characters. Um, and um, yeah, License to Steal, uh, which we're playing uh, after that one, another film starring Joyce Cadenzi. Uh, this one, I don't think ever got any type of um, release in the US, not even home video release. And mm -hmm. uh, it's one that uh, Warner Brothers still has the rights to, and they did have a print uh, in their depot. And, uh, and so I was really excited to get that one because that one's a lot of fun. It's got UMBO um, as a co-star. Richard Ng uh, is a, a comedic co-star. And then, yeah, Joyce Cadenzi mm -hmm. and Agnes Aurelio are two, uh, you know, really strong, badass female characters going head to head. Uh, and it's just got a lot of, a lot of great fun uh, and exciting action in it. And then we're closing out the series on Saturday, May 27th with uh, Mr. Mm -hmm. Nice Guy, um, starring Jackie Chan. And, um, you know, that one was just directed by Samo. Uh, again, he's got a, a cameo in it, uh, probably my personal favorite uh, cameo um, in any movie that he just has a brief appearance in. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. such a great, silly little moment that he pops up in. Uh, but um, I wanted to include that one because that's the only film that Samo directed that uh, got major distribution in the US that was picked up by a company here in the US and had a massive wide release. And, you know, as I was saying, in the 90s, there was the, the big wave of Hong Kong films that was going on here. And mm -hmm. so obviously, you know, that came out in that time. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I guess that was probably the, yeah, that has to be the first film that I ever saw directed by Samo uh, in a movie theater. Um. <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, I mean, that sounds like, I mean, just what you've rounded up for us for this retrospective sound, like it's a, like, like a very uh, like uh, well conceived and very like um, yeah thought thought well thought out series, uh, working with the best source uh, uh, media uh, available to screen on the big screen uh, at the academy. Um, 
And I, I guess maybe ultimately when, when all this work is done and you're able to show this to, the, to an audience, the general public, um, me, you know, I was, you know, I'm curious to know, like, what, what have you learned from this experience of programming this series? And maybe also like, and that, and also what do you want audience to take away from attending uh, any of these films? Um, well, yeah, I, I learned uh, quite a bit, I, I have to say, but uh, yeah, you know, some of the things that pop into my mind are, um, you know, I guess, uh, be willing to be uh, flexible. Um, you know, remember you're not programming it just for yourself. Uh, you know, um, and think of uh, the the project as uh, you know a, a grander idea than just you know oh what are my favorite things. But you know uh, what is um, a good intention behind each film. Uh, you know what is good reasoning to have each film in the series. But then beyond that, also don't be completely married to one specific film or one specific idea because you never know what could fall through for various reasons, whether it's uh, licensing or rights reasons or just finding usable material, um, or, you know, and uh, so yeah, if, uh, you know, just because you're really excited about one thing, if that doesn't necessarily happen, uh, don't let that, you know, completely derail your whole uh, idea or project. Um, you know, I also uh, learned how um, excited other people are about these <laughs> uh, types of films. Um, you know, uh, some of the organizations that we worked with, um, just as soon as uh, I mentioned the name Samuel Hung, they were just, you know, so excited to, to you know, help out and, you know, uh, do what they could to get us in touch with, you know, other organizations or the different companies that we needed to get the licensing uh, deals with. And um, and then yeah, just uh, you know, at the the opening night reception that we had for the series, just seeing so many uh, fans that aren't even necessarily you know in the film world, other than just you know film lovers, uh, you know, mm -hmm. just coming up and thanking me for the series, or just saying you know that they've been waiting for something like this to happen. Um, and uh, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm just really glad that we were able to do the uh, the first uh, series at the Academy Museum, focusing on uh, a Hong Kong filmmaker. And uh, I hope that it's the first of many. Um, you know, I hope this can be a, a somewhat uh, regular uh, thing. And um, yeah, uh, I guess for people attending, um, you know, I, mm -hmm. I just uh, hope that you are are going with uh, an open uh, mind and you know ready to to see something that's uh, you know very very different. Uh, I guess uh, you know, as I was saying earlier, I was just so captivated by. Samo, uh, the first time I saw him on screen, um, mm -hmm. I, I still feel like when I, I see a movie of his that I've never seen before, um, he still just manages to do something that catches me off guard or, or gets me to laugh and it, it's something that I'm not expecting to laugh at or, or just react to something in a way that I'm just not expecting to, to see, you know, in a film or in that particular film. Um, and uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, be be adventurous uh, when it comes to, to film going and uh, you know uh, step out of your your comfort zone a, a little bit if you're not familiar with these movies because uh, uh, I promise that uh, you'll love them. <laughs> wow yeah I, I mean this is this is definitely uh, um, I, I, we've heard from a true fan of, <laughs> of, of not only Samuel but Hong Kong cinema so I mean I, I can only say I just want to congratulate you on the series and also like I feel like um, from what I saw on opening night, I just I, I found that you you had like a very good kind of like cross section of a, the general public in attendance to like yeah. hardcore fans to maybe more casual 
uh casual viewers who are just like oh samuels you know like i remember him or i know of him and i just want to check out this film and my friend asked me to come to this or um i think there were a lot of people who were like yeah like came from a uh near and far uh if i was not yeah. incorrect um, uh, i had the one gentleman came up to me and said i i came down from san francisco for the weekend to see all the movies in this opening weekend uh and uh i was very happy to hear that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you want. I mean, I think that's the goal for both of our organizations is to kind of like have um, film goers, both casual and like more hardcore, more dedicated film goers um, attend screenings that uh, that um, captures um, the, you know, the Hong Kong experience or like the like Hong Kong representation or promoting that in some way. And in, 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 in regard to age costs, um, we are, you know, as I mentioned before, uh, we are a collective and we're, most of us are invested in the arts, whether we are cultural workers or we're just um, fans of, um, of uh, um, various artistic forms that promote Hong Kong culture. Um, so like having a series like Samuel and hopefully future series on Hong Kong um, cinema and maybe uh, uh, Hong Kong stars and, and, and um, industry folks featured, uh, it's, 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 a, it's just a boon to the community, I think, here in, in Los Angeles and, and beyond. Um, so yeah, our, our, you know, so I was very interested in kind of like asking you about all these questions and, and just, um, uh, and just engage and co hopefully collaborate with you um, and yeah, uh, I mean, it's, around. It's, as soon as I heard about the, you know, as soon as I was told about the Hong Kong on screen organization and read your mission statement and, uh, you know, just very excited to, you know, learn more about you and just so happy that there's another organization wanting to promote uh, Hong Kong films um, and art, you know, in Los Angeles. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, every time I see you guys post a, a new event or a new screening that you're putting on, uh, you know, I'm very excited that all that's, you know, continuing to, to go on yeah. and, and grow here in LA. We definitely want to like, yeah, we, we definitely want to platform like his, like, you know, kind of like legacy cinema, you know, like, or like, you know, classics like um, what Samuel, the Samuel retrospective mm -hmm. uh, represents and also like contemporary Hong Kong film that, you know, maybe resonate and kind of speaks back to the past. Um, and that's why I thought that's you guys opening, uh, I mean, the very first uh, yeah. festival that you did, I thought you guys did such a great job, you know, uh, people could come see uh, Days of Being Wild in the morning and then stay and see Narrow Road in the evening, you know, see a classic and a brand new film. You had all the great short films yeah. running before, uh, you know, I just thought you guys did such a such a great job with that. Thank you. We're, we're trying, <laughs> trying, trying to have a balance here. Um, so yeah, that you think that's, that's, that's great. I, I'm really glad um, that, you know, <laughs> the series is running and it and can you tell the folks like, you know, what are the dates and, you know, where is it playing and just to, so that we can, and, and information, where can they find information about the film series? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, you can go to our website, academymuseum.org. And uh, the museum itself is right on the corner of Wilshire and Fairfax. We're right in the heart of Miracle Mile. Um, and yeah, uh, we've got our remaining screenings coming up uh, this Friday, the uh, 19th is going to be Eastern Condors. Uh, then on Saturday the 20th, we're doing the double feature of Odd Couple with Skinny Tiger and Fatty Dragon. And then the following Friday, um, May 26th, we're doing a double feature of She Shoots Straight with License to Steal. And then we're closing out the series on Saturday, May 27th with Mr. Nice Guy. Wonderful. Um, okay, so everybody go to the website, uh, academymuseum.org and look up 
the series Samuel Hong from Stuntman to Star. And then you'll see Patrick there every night to say hi, yeah, say hi to him yeah, if you see him. Um, so if you're there, say hi to me afterwards. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Thank you, Patrick, for being our on our on our podcast. Oh, no, I'm honored. Thank you so and much for having me.